Testing. 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 Boy, Welcome back to Bloom and Grow Podcast. Thank you for tuning in yet again. How's everyone doing? I won't stay tuned for the answer because I won't hear it, but I trust that you're well. <laughs> um, so we're, this is another episode. I haven't led one in a while, so I forget what we usually do. I don't have an icebreaker, but um, if you read the title, this is going to be about worship. So I guess I'll just start and ask you guys, do you have a favorite any new worship song, or not new, but something that you've been listening to recently on repeat or anything? It's okay if you say no. Um, probably Israel and New Breeds Feel Like Home, Volume 2. I like both volumes, but Volume 2, I think, really is my favorite for sure. Hmm. I don't have a new favorite worship song just this like last year my favorite worship song of the year and from from last year and let's just continue it on to this year is um you're welcome in this place mm-hmm. naomi rain um and mavericks i really like that song for worship setting the mood mm-hmm. for worship that's good. Um, honestly, I don't know if I have a favorite. I recently discovered Seasons Collective, um, which is like a group. They do music, and I really like a few of their songs. There's one that's called Seasons. It's like, those seasons change, you remain the same. It's very good. Um, it's a live worship um, experience, so it's not like a studio thing, so you can hear. It's very nice. It's a good, if you want to listen to some new music, you should listen. Check them out. Seasons Collective. But yeah, let's jump right into this topic. I feel like worship, like especially, well, obviously in the Christian setting is like taking off so much, so to speak. I mean, before the whole like Maverick City music, before they came, before they came about, spontaneous worship kind of blew up, you know, Bethel and um, Upper Room. And I remember like I would just go on YouTube and everything would be like spontaneous worship Mm. and it'd be like the name of a song that people knew, Bracket Spontaneous, in a 45-minute long video. And that was like, you know, ooh, mm-hmm. spontaneous worship. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, from the beginning, I was like, isn't, like, I don't understand what is non-spontaneous worship. Like, I just didn't understand, like, why it was such a huge thing. And then now it's like Maverick City Music, which if you don't know them, they're a new music, Christian music group. Um, Kind of like their, their whole theme or aim mm-hmm. is to get rid of the boundaries of the boxes that Christian music has been placed in or like that Christian artist placed himself in and like you know they are here for diversity and like you know uh, it's a collective of different artists so it's not one artist that's on display or whatever but yes I feel like thanks to them uh especially like on in the social media world like worship is like blowing up I don't know like I feel like it's trend I don't know it's like trendy almost maybe that's just my view on it um what do you think no I agree that it's I think also like it's the timing of everything honestly the pandemic and people being forced to be at home and just be 
forced to actually look for other methods of connecting spiritually as opposed to like just the confines of regular church Mm -hmm. so i think that all of those factors and then obviously just the emotions of being in a pandemic and all of that combined with Mm -hmm. people and then being on the screen they blew up like they just blew up um and it like she said before i think one of the things that makes them or made them very unique at the beginning was that it was more than just the sponta- the spontaneity. Spontaneity. It was also just the fact that we hadn't, we actually haven't really seen much in Christian music. People wow. coming together in like a group setting and having a group. Oh, just it's yeah. almost like you just came into a small group. Mm-hmm. You just witnessed a small group meeting of people just coming together wanting to worship God. Like mm-hmm. Christian artists, I think previously it's like you have like Concept. one artist. Or you'd have, like, one artist and their band, Mm -hmm. and they just kind of worship to, in a recording studio or to a crowd. And, like, Mm -hmm. but this one was different. It was more intimate. Intimate, So I definitely think that's what started it all. But, like, I just think, yeah, pretty much what you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean... Worship is definitely at the front forefront, I, in my opinion, anyways, or how it seems of like Christian culture and social media, like Christ, the Christian side of social media, anyways. So, like in this podcast, we're going to talk about worship. No surprise, but I would I wanted to start it with some misconceptions about worship. Um, I created this like based on misconceptions I may have had in the past, and then just thinking about things I've heard. So we'll kind of just go through them together. Uh, so the first one is worship is a feeling so what are your thoughts like when i if, what, have you heard someone say that you know worship is a feeling like it's a feeling you know, just... i don't know if people say it's a feeling as much as they're probably thinking it mm-hmm. is a feeling well the fact that this is under my list of misconceptions <laughs> would prove that worship is not a feeling um and i was thinking about this and then i also was watching a few different sermons earlier this week and um I am reading from notes I wrote earlier this week. So under worship is a feeling, I said, we come to church and we quote unquote feel God's presence during worship and believe that our singing and crying and perhaps even speaking in other tongues is worship. If we leave from that place unchanged and return to our mess, our lying, our swearing, our stealing, etc., then we have failed to worship God. Feeling his presence on a Sunday and maybe even engaging in a time of worship when we have unresolved, unaddressed sin in our lives, is not God affirming our sinful state, but his mercy and goodness trying to draw us to him so he can perfect us. I think the big part of this, what I want to emphasize under this part is, only until we are perfected by Jesus can we live a life of worship from Monday to Sunday, because at the heart of it, sin gets in the way of true worship. Um, I don't think that's emphasized enough because sin, like on a Sunday, sin may not get in the way of you feeling God's presence at church, but it certainly will get in the way of you living a life that worships Jesus. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, like, I was just thinking, reflecting on my own life and different talks about worship in church. I just have never really, there was never the connection between, like, a life that displaces God or sin and worship. It was just like, Truthfully, worship is like, I don't even think that. At least in my, and obviously we're only talking from our, our own experience. Mm-hmm. If you if you ever forget, like this is all based <laughs> on just the experiences that we've had personally. But I've never, I don't think 
based on my own experience that the church talks about worship enough i think they just quote a few scriptures and then call it a david but honestly this topic needs to be expounded on Mm -hmm. a lot more and just made a lot clearer to people because we've we've lived it and seen in our own lives and in others the huge misconceptions and how that can actually prevent us from entering into really what's life-changing which is true worship and i honestly feel like especially in church culture we're just so quick to label ourselves as worshipers Mm -hmm. i mean nothing's wrong like we should be worshiping jesus but it's like almost the minute you come into church like oh you get to stick you're a worshiper and you know like that's something you run with and you never really think is there something mm-hmm. I li-? like it's am so i living true. up to this title i'm just a worshiper. like people are just like yeah i'm a worshiper or you go on instagram and their description says worshiper because they sing or because they need mm-hmm. worship but it's like do you understand what it means and to truly be a worshiper? it's and sometimes i think because people call they have they say like oh i'm a worshiper this or like worship leader mm-hmm. or it has become almost like uh, what do you say now? Like a gifting mm-hmm. when it's not. Everyone's called <laughs> yeah, to be a it's worshiper. So true. That's so true. It's true. It's like kind of elite. Elite. Honestly, I, I, I'm the type of person I had to get turned off of things very easily. And I was saying to Gabby and Jay that I like I'm so turned off of things, especially like in this conversation of worship. Like it seems so elitist. Like Jay, I mean, like Gabs just said, um, and it's almost like you know we really have forgotten that we are all called to worship and like jay said it's like oh this special gifting that's placed on one person um which may be like you may have a gift to sing a gift for singing but that's not a gift to worship we are a gift to you know you have a a special anointing that allows Mm -hmm. you to usher people into the presence of god that's not simultaneous with you have a gifting of a worshiper Mm -hmm. we're all called to be worshippers mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not we sing or yeah. we, whatever so that leads very nicely into the second misconception which is worship is singing and again it's not um singing is an expression of worship but it is not worship um and i feel like as a kid i did not understand that at all like i just like oh worship is a praise and worship 15 <laughs> or 30 minutes of church when you mm-hmm. sing and like when mommy's like stand up and sing mommy's asking me to worship and singing mm-hmm. is worship you know Um, But singing just to sing is a pastime. And if there's no conscious decision to connect not only with the words you're singing, but to the one you're singing to, then you're just having a talent show respectfully. Um, And something our mom has always, like from when we were little, and she said she did this as a child, during worship services when songs would be sang in church, she wasn't just singing the words to sing them. She would put herself in the lyrics, which Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something people don't do, or maybe it just... Maybe they do do it, but it's not that common, I feel like. No, it's not. And as, as simple as it sounds, we can say, like our, like she said, our mom has told us this. And when she told me anyway, it was like, it's in that moment that you realize that you don't really do it. It's so, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so simple it's, but profound. It's basically not to bash on anyone who does it because the reality is, and the enemy knows this as well, um, is that as human beings, we are so like just hearing the actual melodies and harmonies, like the music itself, taking the words out of it. Love we're so <laughs> like we are just just we just get so like moved just by a beat or mm. a progression because mm. that's how God created us. Like we have this, fun, yeah. we everyone has an appreciation for music. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very easy to 
and like and you could probably think about many songs where he's like i don't even really know the words but you like the yeah. you're jamming and you don't it's even true. know what the so words true. are saying so mm-hmm. it's it's important to remind yourself you know i need to actually focus in on the words and really sing them from my heart with meaning mm-hmm. And I feel, I don't know who it is that said this before. I think it's Janelle, but it, I don't, it doesn't matter. But I think multiple people have said it. But you can test yourself, like, if you're really, truly in a moment of worship. If, mm-hmm. like, if you take away all the fluff and, like, the organ player or the mm-hmm. guitarist and, like, strip back all mm-hmm. that music and even strip back the words, mm-hmm. like, are you able to really engage in a moment of worship? Like, mm-hmm. are you really connecting with, god like or is it just because you're feeling the beat of the music or Mm -hmm. the the drums are really you know like on point or something like because those are just supposed to be facilitators they're not actually on their own worship no they're just supposed to facilitate you getting into a position of true worship Mm -hmm. they're all essentially supposed to point to like upward like everything should help fix our gaze and our attention on jesus but i feel like so many times it's like Oh, no, no, your attention's on the piano player, your attention's on the vocalist, or your attention's mm-hmm. on the drums, or just, like, external things. And it's, like, you can leave a place of worship. Like, I'm talking about, like, we're talking about church in this specific one, or any sort of music-type setting. You can leave and be, like, oh, yeah, I've had a powerful time of worship. But, but you, you can never also really... get absorbed in the feeling, because yeah. that's the thing. It is worship and music and all that was designed to make it, or the musical setting of worship was designed to actually usher people in and it's a powerful tool but Mm -hmm. sometimes people can just get so caught up in the like the hype or you just get so you are just feeling the feelings of i mean come on like if you go into a place a room where there's people like say like a five percent of the people are in true worship Mm -hmm. that actually saturates the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and you can feel the feelings of that like you can well, not. I'm not saying it's contagious no, in the no, sense that they're getting it. You can, they're oh, just you can feeling, okay. and they but can be feeling, feeding off the feelings of like what's happening and like mm-hmm. all of the the melodies and the music mm-hmm. and the vibes people and like people or, who yeah. are actually in true worship or people just crying. Like you can feed into that and like actually never tap in. That's mm-hmm. true, That's and so it's true. quite scary because like the more you think about this topic and the more I was like preparing for this, it's like how many of us are in that place and that you just mentioned times, how many yeah. times and how many how, how many of us are kind of lying to ourselves thinking you know yeah like i'm connecting with god when really and truly we have failed to feel like 100 percent engage and tap into his presence mm-hmm. next misconception worship is an emotional event jay was just talking about that um so while we can become emotional during worship Worship in and of itself really has very little to do with our emotions and has everything to do with Jesus. I mean, what I mean uh, is that we must not wait until we feel like it to love on and worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, our emotions don't change who God is. And the whole point of worship is loving Jesus and magnifying who he is. It is making bigger, making, making like emphasizing the greatness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if you would add into that. I think it's just like a reminder for a lot of aspects of uh, Christianity in general. One, repentance is not a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not an emotion. It's a decision that you make to change. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with worship. Feelings can be a part of it, but Mm -hmm. it isn't 
is isn't of itself just feeling. Mm-hmm. It actually, as Ariel said, it's making a decision to choose to live your life in a way mm-hmm. that uplifts God. Mm-hmm. It's that whole concept of looking back or everything like looking back up to God and mm-hmm. put arranging your life in such a way that the people around you can also end up looking mm-hmm. up to God. Mm-hmm. Just like how loving when we know I think even people in the world know this, like loving incorporates feelings mm-hmm. romantic love or loving other people but really and truly the heart of it is a commitment mm-hmm. because and then people get confused when they'll be like oh the feelings are gone and then they get divorced or like yeah. mm-hmm. they yeah. move on but it's more than just a feeling like you have to make a decision mm-hmm. and so we're such that's like i think daddy daddy has said to us like you know take your feelings out of me yeah. mm-hmm. he says it so many times but like Honestly, it really does apply to so many different aspects in our Christian walk. We can't live a true Christian life that pleases God living in our feelings. Mm -hmm. Like you do actually have to make decisions to live differently. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to please God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Another misconception or kind of like thought process or even phrasing (laughs) I've heard is I can worship God in my head. And my heart, without having to make a public show or fool of myself during worship, drawing attention to myself is not my personality. <laughs> um, when I was little, not little, but when we were younger, been, like we have all, been we've all been there, there literally. Been there. Like, when, I love the growth. Honestly, <laughs> honestly it's the growth for when me. we were teenagers, teenagers, especially when we first moved to where we live now. I remember going to church, and I would just Even like before. Before, no, honestly, yeah, just as a kid, especially. Before I really un- had, like, grown in my walk with God and developed, you know, a true, like, relationship with him, mm-hmm. um, I'd just go to church and, like, they would sing songs and, yeah, I would stand. Or sometimes I would just sit and just not engage and our mom would be like, you, you need to worship God, you need to worship, and, like, you lift your hands, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I remember, like, that's not my personality. I don't draw attention to myself. Like, I just, just not my personality. I already know God is good. God is good. But, like, like I said before, worship has nothing to do with your personality or you at all. So the minute you start to think these sort of thoughts, you've already started to miss the point of worship. Like, it was never about you or your personality or drawing attention to yourself. It's always been about drawing attention to God. Um, and there's things that, like, this is an analogy that's used a lot at church services, like, like big conventions or anything just church in general i've heard it so many times like you when you watch football or when you watch <laughs> soccer or when you watch yeah. hockey you scream and you jump and you act like a fool you lift your hands it's like god has died for you like he's done more than a f- sports player could ever do for you like this person mm-hmm. doesn't even know you on a personal level jesus knows you loves you despite of everything in spite of everything sorry and, like, if you could give that much praise and energy to someone, then you can do that for God. And I know that's probably something, especially if you've grown up in church or very church, it sounds so, like, not necessarily cliche, but you've heard that analogy over and over. But it's so true. Like, we give so much of our energy to things and even to people or to things that we like, sports and stuff. But when we come to church, it's like, God, you already you already know you're good. I know you're good. So I'm just going to, you know, just come and leave. Like, But also, like, I think there's so much to unpack here. Because yeah. this actually, this is kind of a little bit opposite to point three, which was with the one before about mm-hmm. worship is an emotional event. And so for the people, because I do know people who they think that things are too emotional and why do they have to be emotional? Like, I don't want to, so just going back, mm-hmm. 
even though we're saying worship in and of itself is not an emotional event, it, it should include emotion, emotion yeah. period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason, like, and I can say that coming from a place where I was not ever emotional and I didn't, I resisted so much. I was like, why do I have to lift my hand? Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to lift my hands just because someone tells me to. I'm going to do it when I want yeah. to do it. Yeah. And like, yeah. and I was like, I didn't really want to like cry or anything. And I resisted a lot. Mm-hmm. But as you actually get closer to God and as you allow him to work on your heart so not like not just getting closer by like necessarily reading the bible and praying daily but actually allowing god in to work on your heart and change you you will actually become more emotional Mm -hmm. that's 1000 percent facts so if you are someone who is a non-emotional person you need to draw closer to god Mm -hmm. you need to allow him to change you because the reality of the situation was jesus was never on like an unemotional or unfeeling person and he allowed himself to feel on very extremes mm-hmm. and like also we can look at hallmark people in the bible for eggs like in terms of like what were who were considered by god mm-hmm. worshipers mm-hmm. david so emotional he <laughs> like shamelessly, shamelessly he he basically you know ran the streets dancing like mm-hmm. a fool people are like what mm-hmm. on earth are you doing mm-hmm. But he didn't care because he wanted, he needed to demonstrate with his entire body. Like, you see, when when you're so, when you get to the point where, like, God actually consumes everything in your life. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you get to that point, you actually can't help but use your physical body to express what that, what God means Mm -hmm. to you. Like, you're going to end up lifting your hands without someone having to get it out of you. You're going to start shouting Mm -hmm. and praising without someone having to get it out of you. Because Mm -hmm. now, in every part of your being, you're screaming, God is good. And you can't do that in your mind. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone else has to say. You're not tapping into the full experience Mm -hmm. of worship if you have not been able to unhibit. And you know what it is, too? Another big key for why you can't worship God like that. And if you think that like, oh, I'm just fine doing it. I'm not saying that you can't like, yes, in moments where you're not able to, because you should be in worship continually. So you you can pray in your mind, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're out on the road and stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you never, ever worship God physically and show that physically, Mm -hmm. that's actually showing you that you have pride and you have, you have a block Mm -hmm. and God actually wants to be able to remove that Mm -hmm. from you. Because when you don't, when you don't, first of all, as Christians, we shouldn't be living with that. Like that is a, that's a killer. That is what Mm -hmm. made uh, Lucifer fall. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why, (laughs) that's why it's actually crucial for us to get to a point where we can uninhibit uninhibitedly worship because that mm-hmm. shows to God and to other people it's that we it's us. not about us no. it's not about what we think or like feel or want but we when we get to a point where so we're so consumed with God within us and like we just have to express that in any way that we possibly can that's crucial mm-hmm. and so yeah I just wanted to mention no that's good not anything really adding <laughs> it just it reminds me of that song um uh, you'll never understand you'll my never praise. Understand. That's not, no, title, and that's another thing my too. Worship. My that's worship. the last that's thing. Like, like, praise is different from worship, yeah. mm-hmm. and you can't praise being silent because mm-hmm. praise is an audible thing. It's something that people have mm-hmm. to hear. You mm-hmm. can't praise someone silent, silently. That's yeah. not a thing. Mm-hmm. Worship can be a silent worship leads thing. To praise. Yes, yeah. worship mm-hmm. leads to praise. Like worship, it's not like every moment of worship has to be loud and mm-hmm. you know very expressive. Um, however, praise does Definitely. have to be, yeah. you have to 
let something out of your mouth. (laughs) No, but yeah, the song Gabby's talking about is My Worship is For Real. That's a good song. Mm -hmm. Listen to it if you, I mean, like, put it, yeah, search it and listen to it. Um, But what Jay was saying is very good and very true. Um, And, uh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt again. I'm just attaching people's names to things. But I think it was Janelle that said this. (laughs) But anytime, like, you feel resistance, towards doing something it's probably an indication it uh, in the concept in the context of like spiritually yeah i guess like if there's resistance and hesitancy towards worshiping probably a sign that you need to sacrifice and like you need to do the exact opposite of how Mm -hmm. you feel Mm -hmm. it's so true that's like and true worship is sacrifice oh wow look at jay jumping anyway sorry go ahead no that's fine um i did want to say though like Jay was talking about when you know that God is good, there's just a response. Um, mm-hmm. And there's another misconception. People are people say God is good already. He doesn't need my worship to make him any better. That's <laughs> partially true because God is good and there's good no boy. changing that. However, like worship is an act of gratitude. And there's no one in the history of ever that has woken up and said, you know what? I just love ungrateful people. Thankfulness is something that we as humans instinctively recognize as a quality worth possessing. When you do something good for someone, whether you want to admit it or not, you appreciate a show of thankfulness from the recipient of your goodness. Which is funny because we're just talking about this today. Um, I really don't like, I mean, not don't like, it's just kind of a pet peeve. Of no, people aren't it's, a pet peeve. it's a huge pet peeve. Not kind of, it's huge. Like for the us. lack of gratitude is just off-putting a little bit to me. Yeah, well, it's just the way that we grew up. Yeah. Like we were mm-hmm. taught by our grandparents to always say thank you and always kind of Mm -hmm. go out of your way to show like if you like something my grandma would also always say that you need to be like make the person that that's jamaican terminology for like basically putting them on a pedestal so it's like oh like if someone made you a nice meal or like they gave you cookies or something Mm -hmm. and you liked it then you need to be like oh my goodness i love those cookies so much Mm -hmm. thank you so much Mm -hmm. they're so delicious and Mm -hmm. like you know really truly make a show of your gratitude Mm -hmm. because then if you don't the chances are you're not going to get them again yeah yeah I just, yeah, this is a whole different conversation. Yeah, that's another yeah, so I just, I know. But I was saying, like, when you do something from someone, whether you want to admit it or not, you do like that show of thankfulness. Um, and so the fact is only you have lived the life that you've lived, regardless of the hardships you face, there's at least one thing God has done for you that no one else can worship him for. Mm-hmm. Um, worship is an expression of gratitude, right? So like, yes, God is good and he doesn't need your worship, but there's things that he's done for you that no one else can worship him for. So when you sit silent, you're denying God that expression of gratitude. And like we said, every human, like we innate, it's in us to know that thankfulness is something that should be like is a quality worth possessing so like we owe it to god god has done so much for us you can just sit and think find one thing god has done good for you and you can express that gratitude through worship i don't think you can ever be like ungrateful and you know that that worship is gratitude and when we're ungrateful to god it's like puts it off taste as well and it hurts him yeah and also like i don't know no offense, but why, why are you here? Like, I'm sorry, I don't understand why what you think your purpose on yeah. life is if it's not to give God glory and mm-hmm. to worship Him. Like, of, of course, Aries, right? Yeah. He doesn't need our worship, but <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you contributing to this earth? Like, if it's, it's not, true. if you're not glorifying glory God, God through the way yeah. that you live, through your 
audible as like, a person who's saying you believe in as God a, mm-hmm. as a and you want to follow as Christ. a Christ lover and yeah. a Christ follower yeah. if you're not exemplifying <laughs> gratitude towards him whether it's yeah. audibly or the way that you live your life yeah. you're yeah. missing sorry the, the scripture the scripture, the scripture is, is clear. clear yes okay yes yes that's a good one okay sorry um the scripture is clear so the next misconception is worship is not a big deal since we're commanded to worship it is clearly a big deal when we fail to tap into true worship, we give God less than he is worthy of. We disobey the, what he's commanded us to do. When we obey, it pleases God. And like, yeah, I don't know about read you. Read the scripture. I please. want to please God. Read the so scripture. Exodus 20 verse 2 to 5 in the NLT says, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt. So this is God speaking to the children of Israel after they left Egypt. Mm-hmm. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol or any kind of image of anything in the heavens or the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, am your God. I am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. Um, so that was that version. Um, but in other versions, it says you must worship the Lord your God only, period, only. Like, mm-hmm. we're commanded to worship God. It's not you should, maybe you want to. It's you must worship God. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say something else? Well, by that statement alone, and there's many scriptures in the Old Testament that command us to only worship God and or command us to live our lives only for God. So then that really leads you to believe that, you know, the thing is, if you aren't worshiping God, you're worshiping something else. Oh my God, yes. Period. That's, yeah. And so it's idolatry. So it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm not worship. I like, I'm not giving my best to worshiping God. And but I'm also not worshiping anything else. No, no. Mm. If you're not giving your best to worship That's God, so don't be. Do not fool yourself. You, you are, are committing adultery. Yeah. Back. Uh, well, sorry, idolatry. Hello. <laughs> 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 <You, laughs> not adultery, but I guess adultery in the sense but, that you're married to God. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, you're committing idolatry. <laughs> you're committing idolatry so by true. actually giving more of yourself. Because like the reality is. The Bible said you're either going to serve God or mammon. Mm -hmm. There is no in between. So you're either going to serve God with your whole heart or if you're not doing it with your whole heart, something else is taking up Mm -hmm. your worship and Mm -hmm. that's the way you live your life. And also the times, it's ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are idolizing ourselves. Yeah. Did you want to say something? No. I uh, just want... (laughs) (laughs) It's not important. My mind's just jumping. But you were saying... Janelle was saying this week that she finally understands why it's John, right? In Revelation, writing to the book, oh, uh, the Luke church of... Um, oh, yes, yes. Why God repels lukewarmness so mm-hmm. much. Because that's the worst. Like, if you're you're not worshiping God, I, it can cut it out. Yeah. No, it's... Again, I get, like, I know what you're it's, saying. It's just... It was, it's basically saying that if you're not... <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. No, you have a point. It's just me. It wasn't. Yeah, but the point is, (laughs) the point is that you're either going to be worshiping God with your whole heart or you're going to be worshiping something else with your whole heart. And the reality is, it's actually more admirable if people, if you know someone, let's give a comparison. If you know someone who is giving their whole life to something versus someone who is just giving a piece of it. The person who's giving their whole life to something is more admirable because they're putting all of their efforts and their energy into something. Mm -hmm. So 
God is basically saying, honestly, I'd be ra- I'd rather if you were cold and mm-hmm. like you were completely doing your own thing and doing it with full energy and full efforts and with everything that you had within you, versus being a Christian with um, parentheses <laughs> <laughs> sitting in church Quotation. and saying that you love me, saying that you care, saying that mm-hmm. you're following me, but actually. Your lifestyle is, is painting a different picture. Yeah. It's like that to me mm. is I want to spew you out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, sorry. No, it's okay. So sorry. Don't apologize. It's true. Very valid points, ladies and gents. I mean, ladies. Um, now let's steer the wheel back on the I'm road. Go back to- <laughs> <laughs> so worship is not the big deal. It's a misconception. And like maybe you're that person that okay, yes, God commands us to worship, but that's not doing it for you. This is a very, very good point that I really, I mean, I knew it, but as I was studying, I was like, wow, this is like very profound. Mm -hmm. Okay. Worship is a big deal because not worshiping God creates a void and a distance between us and our creator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that probably is not that big of a shock to you. So I will just continue reading my notes here. The choice to worship anything other than God, so anything, um, and then we will, like, so an idol, anything, literally anything, you, your man, a car, Your your, your job money, Mm -hmm. your children, whatever. Worshipping anything other than God is a repellent. It eventually causes him to be distant. He eventually lifts his loving and restraining, protecting hand off of us to make us susceptible to the full consequences of our disobedience, that being not worshipping him as we are instructed to do. Remember that God is a gentleman and will not stay close in a place or heart where he is not welcome. Where God is far, sin is free to have its full expression Mm -hmm. and rule in our lives. This includes feeling the full weight, confusion, and oppression and consequences of our sin. So, yeah, you might have heard all that. Like, yeah, I know what's this coming from. This is the verse. So, did you want to say something? No, go ahead. Romans 1, verse 23 to 24. And instead of worshipping the glorious, ever-living God, they they worshipped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So, God did what? God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts Mm -hmm. desired. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they did vile and degrading things with with each other's bodies. So, did you want to say something? Yeah, because, like, worship ushers in the presence of God. And we know this. If If you've been churched at all, you know that they many times say let's worship and they want they want worship to be at the beginning of a service it's strategically placed that way Mm -hmm. to usher in the presence of god to create an atmosphere that actually makes it more to make it more pliable for people to change and receive the word of Mm -hmm. god that's facts worship attracts the presence of god Mm -hmm. so like ariel said if you are not worshiping you're not attracting the presence of god and I, i also remember the scripture i think it's in james it's like they love to say resist the devil and he will flee, but it's submit yourselves to God. Yeah. Then you resist the yeah. devil and he will flee. Yeah. If you don't actually attract God into your space, mm-hmm. you have no power to resist, resist the devil. Exactly. Wow. So, exactly. Yeah. I really found that verse interesting because I always thought, okay, your worship is distancing yourself from God, but no, God is distancing himself from, from you, you when mm-hmm. you don't worship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure, God is distant from yeah, me. That's powerful. But when God is close to you, his protection is over you. When he distances yeah. himself from you, you're faced with the full brunt he of the sin. Himself. Yeah, and, but you're also faced with the full brunt of your sin. Like, you are going to face, and it's like, okay, yeah, sure, like, obviously there's consequences, but no, you're going to walk in more oppression than if you had God's presence mm-hmm. with 
like I don't even think people understand how profound that was. When I was reading I this, it's like yeah. mind is blown. That's like profound. it makes so much sense. Yeah, because I didn't think it would be like God distancing yeah. himself from you, but it's like you not actually mm-hmm. you distancing yourself yeah. from God. You set the terms, mm-hmm. but God because actually, he, yeah. yeah, yeah, he can't cohabit in a place. And I guess that's why it says like if you don't worship him, the rocks will cry. I was yeah, he doesn't mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so another misconception. Worship is one of the more simple parts of this Christian walk. This is false. <laughs> false. And I honestly feel like just based on the way I've grown up and just seen things in church, I, like Jay said, no one ever really talks about worship. It's like mm-hmm. simple. Like you don't even need to talk on it. Like it's just something that we're, we're mm-hmm. all worshipers. Mm-hmm. You know, like just put that label on and get mm-hmm. to go and the music's playing, start jumping and clapping, like, you know. Um, mm-hmm. True worship is a choice though. Um, a good example of this is David's in Second Samuel 12, verse 19. Uh, let me pull it up, sorry. I thought I wrote it. Oh, yes. Actually, no, we'll come back to this. I'm going to talk about it in a different section. I changed my mind. But yes, worship is a choice. We said it before. God is good all the time. We may, we may not feel God's goodness, but it doesn't change who God is. You may have had a bad day, but it doesn't change the fact that God was good to you yesterday. He'll be good to you tomorrow. He's been good to you in the past. He'll be good to you in the future. So it's a choice to worship him when you don't feel like it. Um, I think that like it's important to say for the Bible to say that true worship is one thing actually implied that there was other forms like mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. be worshiping and worshiping god even mm-hmm. but not doing it truly and mm-hmm. not in a way that he can he will acknowledge as what he That's wants so true. because i think a lot of us and like we see it and we've probably been there ourselves where we have our moments of worship mm-hmm. or moments of being in that moment, we are willing to surrender everything, and we are so in tune with everything that God is saying in just in that moment. Mm-hmm. But true worship is actually living in that. But yeah. also, I think another point that maybe we're not going to go into deeply today, but like the Bible says, true worship is those true worshipers are those who mm-hmm. worship in spirit, spirit. and in truth. truth. Yeah. And so, which implies that, like, yes, you can have. There's probably a, a spectrum or a, mm-hmm. a level or levels to it climbing up to true worship, mm-hmm. but maybe you can worship God and not be filled with His Spirit. But like, and maybe you can worship God and you don't have a full understanding of the truth. Mm-hmm. But true worship is when you actually are living in His, like you have His Holy Spirit within you, and you're mm-hmm. living by the Spirit, by the Spirit mm-hmm. and you're also have the full understanding of the truth, mm-hmm. and so you're true. and you're living that in your life. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. Another thing. True worship requires you to understand and know the God you serve. And, like, people are like, yeah, it's knowing God, that's easy. But, like, you honestly, like, in the first episodes of our podcast, it's, it's intentional, <laughs> diligent effort to really know God. Mm-hmm. You can't tap into true worship without having an understanding of Jesus, his nature, his character, his goodness. When you truly know and believe for yourself and not just with head knowledge, which is what I think a lot of Christians are mm-hmm. really at now, they're like, oh yeah, I know in my head God is good. But when you know with heart knowledge and experience, yeah, and experience, yes. When, when you know who God is, you recognize that his nature, nature is unchanging regardless of the ups and downs in life. But Knowing God, like I said, requires intentional time with God. So if you're just, this is your first episode, go back to our first one to know what we're talking about. Um, And like, you have to study the scripture and spend time in prayer and draw close to God to know him. And I guess that's why it's a spectrum, because you have to build up to get there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. 
Good point, Jane. So all that talk about misconception. So what is worship? How would you, if someone was like, hey, Gabs, hey, Jay, or hey, Janelle, hey, Gabrielle, sorry. Um, <laughs> what is worship? What would you say? I'd say it's living a surrendered life to Christ. And one, and in doing that, that the ultimate goal of worship is to bring glory to Christ, to, to God through your lifestyle. Preach. Ditto. Yeah, it doesn't need anything added. Um, so I kind of just created like a bunch of like worship is mm-hmm. uh, phrases, statements, statements yes. Mm-hmm. So worship is adoration. Worship is exalting Jesus. It's declaring the greatness of God. We can't only worship Jesus with our music and singing, which if you didn't get anything from the first half, that's basically what we were saying. Um, you can't, you can't only worship Jesus with your music and singing and not worship him with your choices, with your speech, with your actions. Mm-hmm. So you can true. sing, you can cry, you can jump, wave your arms all you want to. But if your life, that is your choices, your <laughs> actions, your speech, don't point to the awesomeness of God, you're just engaging in cardio on Sunday. God <laughs> is broken when we leave from a place of worship and live lives that blaspheme or kind of make a joke of his Contradict, name. Yeah. Contradict. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why this... They're right in calling it worship experiences yeah, because it's just so an experience and a clip of <laughs> worship. You're getting a trailer, a teaser, yeah. and it's not truly, yeah, the real deal. Yes, that's so true. I kind of, sorry, as you were talking, I was like, I feel like every worship experience should lead to repentance. I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You say No, you say it. I was just thinking, like... If you're supposed to live a life of worship, then technically every worship experience should lead to a point of repentance because we are not perfect humans. And like I said earlier, sin prevents you from living a lifestyle of worship. So it's like, I kind of think also in Christianity... Part, part of worship. Part of worship should is... Involve yeah, should involve repentance. And I feel like Christianity, it's like repentance is just for the first time, you know, when you come to God. Like, you don't really make it... Like, there's no way you can come in God's presence and Him not, like, change your heart and prick you and want you to you know yeah and not just that repentance is from when you first come to god but i think people think repentance is something that you only have to do when you can think of a big sin or think of a sin yeah the reality is the bible tells you you should repent every single day Mm -hmm. and it's the act really it's that's consecration yeah it's a it's basically saying god here i am and Mm -hmm. i need you i like i'm desperate for you to Mm -hmm. actually change me and i recognize that i i'm human being every single day i wake up uh, there's opportunities for flaws, there's yeah. opportunities for mishaps, mm-hmm. and I just want you to change who I am. Like, that's what it is. Repentance mm-hmm. is a change of heart, change of behavior, mm-hmm. a complete turnaround to yeah. follow in God's footsteps. And so I think a lot of people just don't, they miss out. And I think I, I read somewhere too, it's like the actual act of that continual consecration where you're repenting every single day actually makes you strong like more able to resist sin of course so mm-hmm. what are you gonna true. say gabby i was just gonna say that i don't think that you can tr- be truly engaging in worship if you're never leaving changed like so yes the content isn't what we were just saying yeah but yeah i like what you're saying you're just having a moment it's just like what you all said it's just an experience Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if you're never being changed from that experience it's not true worship then yeah but like if you think of sorry 
if you think about it, like if worship is magnifying and putting all the attention on Jesus, it's kind of like if all the attention is on how great God is, it should be like, oh my gosh, I'm in need of this great God. Because mm-hmm. not like a shame or guilt thing, but like mm-hmm. I am so flawed, I need Jesus. Like mm-hmm. So all those things tied together. It's like you're worshiping, you see God's greatness, you have a moment of repentance. Not necessarily like, God, I did this as a whole person, but Jesus, make me like you. I can't live life without you. You're so mm-hmm. great. I need to, yeah, I want to be more him, like yeah. you. And mm-hmm. then from that, you leave the worship experience, mm-hmm. experience changed, mm-hmm. essentially. And he can change you in that moment too Mm -hmm. so like people can leave changed as well but they're still missing out on living in that true worship because they don't actually continue to carry out that change that happened in that moment Mm -hmm. once they get home it's so true next phrase here is worship is born out of love for god worship is a matter of the heart Mm -hmm. and is expressed as holiness Ooh, yeah -hmm. and that's why like what janelle said earlier is so true like you can't have a hardened heart towards God because then you're not you're for people that think that they're they don't want to be over emotional Mm -hmm. or whatever like that doesn't make sense because worship is birthed out of well love is not necessarily an emotion but but emotion is a part of love emotion is a part Mm -hmm. of love so when you close yourself off to feeling emotions you're closing your heart off off and and Worship is a matter of the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, worship is who God is in our lives and where he lies on our list of priorities. It is an outward response to the thing we value most. Oh, Do you agree? It's true. That's 100%. so true. And that's why it connects to your point where you said that you have to be intentionally knowing God. That's why you, as you, people who have a walk with God for many years and have been intentional about knowing God for many years, I think that's why you can watch them and say, oh my gosh, like there's mm-hmm. this, um, what's that word? Like on no inhibition, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. so they're, they just get it. You just can, there's just this freedom and it's, it's easy to get into. Yeah. yeah. It's genuine mm-hmm. because they've built up this years and time of intentional seeking God. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Um, Jay had said earlier about the fact that like, the fact that or there's ways that we know in scripture we're supposed to worship and one of you had said um worship is sacrifice so scripture doesn't really say there's a distinct right way to worship but there's things that we can see um are part of worship or what worship often entails or entailed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the bible um big one is a heart cleanse from sin a repentant heart we were just talking about repentance and i kind of forgot to put this in the notes but nehemiah 9 verse 1 to 3 is where I got that from. I'll pull it up. Sorry, give me one second. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Nine, verse one, two, three. Um, should I read the NLT? Whatever. This is NLT. On October 31st, the people assembled again, and this time they fasted and dressed in burlap and sprinkled dust on their heads. Those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. They remained standing in the place for three hours while the book of the law of the Lord their God was read aloud to them. Then for three more hours, they confessed their sins. Then they worshiped the Lord their God. Um, It was after the Israelites repented from their sin that they were able to worship. I mean, the scripture is not like it's truly worship. Yeah, you know, it was just one verse, but I was thinking about it. It's like, I'm sure they could have gone into that place and worshipped, but who, Nehemiah and the priests at the time knew how much of a weight sin was mm-hmm. to, and a hindrance it was to worship. That 
worship. So from that, from that little verse or part of the scripture, we should kind of use it in our own lives to have a repentant heart before going to worship. And that's like that's why a lot of churches actually have pre prayer and mm-hmm. prayer, and they um, a lot of churches will like they'll in their prayer mm-hmm. right before service starts. They you know call for a time of repentance. And also, this is a huge, huge, huge key, major key for when in your just regular daily conversations mm-hmm. and quiet times with God. Mm-hmm. Before you even step in with like, hey, God, this, this and that, mm-hmm. that, this and that, you actually should be going into a time of repentance and then into a time of thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Because that is, a, but that's a whole other, honestly, a whole other podcast on how to pray. But <laughs> moving on. Um, I only, I'm, there's many things that we could pull from scripture, but I just wanted to talk about these two because I feel like these two are very much so missed. Um, so worship often in the, in the Bible entails repentance. And so now in our own lives, like we just said, we should have a repentant heart before we enter into worship. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we see is sacrifice. So in the Old Testament, worship included burnt sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, worship is obedience and sacrifice. And the story of Abraham is a great story for this. Um, if you don't know the story of Abraham, Abraham was a man that prayed and asked God for a son. He had a son in his old age. And specifically what I'm talking about is a story where God calls him to the mountain um, to sacrifice his son. But like, it's so interesting that in that verse, it was like Abraham worshipped. But the worship that they're talking about was the sacrifice. God, God is like God called Abraham to the mountain to worship. And on that mountain... The worship that he gave God was the sacrifice. He was ready to sacrifice his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was looking through other times, like uh, the story of Abraham. Every time he was going to worship God, he brought a sacrifice. And before mm-hmm. that sacrifice was what preceded God speaking to him. And it's like in your own life, think about what, sa- like worship is a sacrifice. Yes, but that's just a phrase. How can you, how does that like look essentially? In one huge one, sacrificing your pride, which is what we said. You yeah. know, like your pride is really what will hinder you from coming into a, a place of uninhibited worship, and even just like a place where God can speak to you. Because yes, like worship, like worship is not an isolated event. Worship is a part of the whole experience with coming to God, mm-hmm. um, spending time with His presence, and every time you spend time with God's presence, I believe that He wants to speak to you or at least touch your heart, right? But he definitely no, of always course. wants to speak <laughs> of course. To We said this in our first podcast, yeah. well, first or second podcast. So again, go listen to it if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. But Voice of God. he came and he created us so he could have relationship with exactly. us. Relationship is not existent if the only one person is speaking and the For other sure. person is not. Yeah. So every time we're talking, mm-hmm. really and truly, God wants to say something back. Yeah. And that can look like many different things. It doesn't have to be an epistle. It's just like how you have conversation with someone, exactly. even if it's just even if it's just somebody acknowledging that they got the message. Mm-hmm. That's communication. Mm-hmm. So at every time God yeah. wants to say something back to us. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, worship included sacrifice. But if you also go through scripture and like, if you do a search of the times, um, sacrifice was used, like the burnt sacrifice was considered worship. So not only does worship include sacrifice, worship in and of itself is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're talking about living a lifestyle of worship, it does take sacrifice to, you know, live a life that points to God's goodness and just moves yourself out of the way. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that if you're trying to live... your will. Your exactly, your will, your desires, for his. Your desires your for his. That's a really good one. your time. Mm-hmm. Good one. Exactly. So like, I don't know, if you're listening to this, 
I encourage you to look at ways that you may have failed sacrifice or ways you can sacrifice, you know, because at the end of the day, you give sacrifice, love is sacrifice, right? And we said worship is an act of love. Mm-hmm. And you, if you say you love Jesus, there should be some sacrifice. Like, and we talked about loving time. well last yeah. week or the last podcast, I guess. So you already know mm-hmm. that true love and love that God calls us to live, like it's laying down your life. Yeah, It's laying down your life for the other person. God requires us as his people to lay down our lives for him. Yeah, so you so can't true. sing songs like, I love you, Jesus, I worship and adore and you. Mean but it. then there's no, like, no evidence of it. I, I just kind of put myself... Like I can, I'm. I'm not saying I'm God. I'm just for anyone who thinks this. But like, when you say something like that, I just imagine like how God must be listening. Like, okay, you love me. Oh I my work, I love you more than anything. God's like, mm-hmm. okay. Like with like, I'm a friend of God. Yeah. Had me. this conversation before. I, and it's like that's this is, this is what we're saying. I guess like just to quickly interject to give you quick tips on. on I actually are you gonna already say that but, about people who? Because I know we're talking about worship as a as. it's an entirety so like your everyday life however we want to encourage people who are a part of a church assembly that you actually to reflect on the way that you are Mm -hmm. saying that you're worshiping in Mm -hmm. in the house in the body of christ Mm -hmm. like in the physical house because we're missing out as a body as a body of christ we're missing out on a lot that god wants to do in our assemblies because many of us have not been tapped into true worship yes true yeah. worship 100 percent, in mm-hmm. the sense that you are living out a life of sacrifice mm-hmm. and adoration to god but also in the context of when <laughs> yeah in the context of the worship experience at church mm-hmm. when they're ready to sing and to pray and mm-hmm. to lift up the name mm-hmm. of jesus mm-hmm. we're missing out because you know what too many times people are sitting down yeah they're not tapping in their mind they're missing out your minds are elsewhere consumed Mm -hmm. with what you're weak and not only are you missing out you're hindering the flow of the spirit why because what did we say what did ariel just say earlier (sighs) when there's absence of true worship and absence of worship god is not he's like well okay i'm not welcome here yeah Yeah. not well not welcome in your own heart Mm -hmm. and you know what because he's he's distancing himself from you because you haven't worshiped truly Mm -hmm. the enemy is still free to work in you (laughs) even though he might be trying to move in the brother beside you you are bound up yeah and you don't even know it Mm -hmm. and that that all plays into what's happening. That's in, why you can go to a service church. or be in the presence of God and just God is like, you're like, why can't I? Yeah. Tap him? What are mm-hmm. you saying? I was just going to say, because it's a huge pet peeve of mine, just what Janelle's talking about right now, is when people, like, when you fail to engage in, like, your enti- entirely in the worship experience, you hinder the move of God because acts, acts, one mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. it says when did the holy spirit like on the day of pentecost the mm-hmm. holy spirit fell upon the people in the upper room Actually, when they were all, all, on one all in one mm-hmm. accord mm-hmm. they were in unity in they were unified in, in their, their worship everyone was on everyone the was same looking upward expecting jesus to move yeah on that continuum of true work mm-hmm. on the continuum of worship mm-hmm. or the what did you say Spectrum. The spectrum of worship. Mm-hmm. They were all in together true. in true Tapping. worship. So they tapped into yeah. the biggest miracle yeah. of all God time. coming, God to, coming to living inside, inside of us. So yes, God can still move, and we, I, we, many of us have seen God move. Mm-hmm. 
But we, yeah, because like we're two, we're one, or, we're two or three are gathering the presence of God. If if there's just two people who are you know really pushing, mm-hmm. God can God is gonna be like He's yeah. attracted to that, right? Mm-hmm. However, we're missing out. You're on, denying yourself the full, full, full. And as our and and the, the church, entire is, church, <laughs> oh. the entire church is missing out on the yeah. opportunity mm-hmm. for a like. People love to say revival, revival, revival. No revival is coming until we tap into these basic principles. And we, God, how if how can God change us? And how can God bring? First of all, we already said this. God's not going to bring revival to a church that you can't even sustain yourself. Is is not able to sustain itself. Why would God do that? He loves his children. He's not going to send broken souls to a place that is not be able to retain any souls. But then on top of that, like. I just yeah, I just lost my train of thought. But the point being is, you need to tap into worship mm-hmm. in your local assemblies, mm-hmm. and really, I challenge you with like I seriously challenge you to reflect on you know God, what can I do better? And where you're restricted, like Gabby said earlier, mm-hmm. any kind of resistance, check like tap into that, check yeah. that because explore that, explore it. that, yeah. and ask God to liberate you from any bondage. You know, like maybe it is. Because it could be anything, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like you have fear and you're struggling with fear. You're struggling with anxiety. You're struggling with depression. You're struggling with unforgiveness. Yeah. You're struggling mm-hmm. anything. And that could be the hindrance to you being free mm-hmm. like and freely worshiping God. Because the reality is the sacrifice, like, like Ariel said, worship is sacrifice. So you should be able to sacrifice your pride, mm-hmm. sacrifice your hurt, mm-hmm. sacrifice the hard times Preach. and be able to press through mm-hmm. that and, and still, and God will honor that sacrifice. He will 100% honor that. And like mm-hmm. I, the whole Don't time I was thinking that he can Abel, ignore that. Abel mm-hmm. and Cain mm-hmm. and Abel presented to God the more reasonable sacrifice mm-hmm. in that he gave his best. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cain had more. Cain gave abundance, mm-hmm. and he gave it the wrong intentions. But Abel, he gave the best that he had, mm-hmm. and with a pure heart. And that's what that honestly is what true worship is. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you to definitely look into that and sing the song. Look, like Ariel said, also like the songs where it's like, "God, am I?" When you're saying, "God, I love you," or mm-hmm. "God, I'm a friend," like. Think about the Bible. Like, yeah. and many of us have read the Bible. Am I really a friend of God? Because mm-hmm. the, the Bible says, Jesus said, you're my friend if I, if if we do what he commands mm-hmm. us to do. If I'm not doing mm-hmm. that, then how can I truly say that? But even if that's not the case, because many times I sing songs and I'm not there yet, but I'm singing, praying mm-hmm. that song. So it's like, God, I'm singing, mm-hmm. I'm a friend of God because like, God, I truly want to be a friend. I'm not mm-hmm. there yet, but God, I want to be a friend. So I'm mm-hmm. singing it, professing that and praying that over my life. Or God, I want to love you with all my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Or God, bring me back to the heart of worship. I'm praying the words of that song. Like, you, you don't always have to be in the position of the song mm-hmm. to be able to connect with it, but you can exactly. pray those words over your life exactly continue sorry no very very good points i I was just thinking what i said about sacrifice um and sacrifice always precedes the fire of god Mm -hmm. so if you're thinking about like the old Mm, testament the sacrifice was the the lamb the goat that was like jay said the more reasonable it's costly something it's a spotless lamb and like if you think about the whole context and the age the Bible's written in, lamb, like, that was currency, that was wealth. If you're giving, like, a 
like a young lamb that you could sell or you know use for something else but you're saying no god this is yours Mm -hmm. then once you put that on the altar there comes a fire and god consumes it and he Mm -hmm. sees that sacrifice you can't have the fire of god if you have no sacrifice like Mm -hmm. you're like what we're saying you're praying for revival you're praying for these things but you have yet to lay down you have yet let to lay down yourself you have let down to lay down you have yet to lay down your unforgiveness yet to lay down your anger yet yet to lay down your your will your pride you know Mm -hmm. there's no there's no fire of god Mm -hmm. without sacrifice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be encouraged if like it is that like janelle said maybe you're struggling with anxiety or depression or whatever it is fill in the blank when you sacrifice that you god will never turn a blind eye Mm -hmm. to that Mm -hmm. like i can speak from a place of someone struggling Mm -hmm. with x y and z Mm -hmm. and every time that i have made that intentional decision to sacrifice that Mm -hmm. to sacrifice however i'm feeling in that moment and say you know what regardless Mm -hmm. i'm going to push through i'm going to give god the glory and the honor Mm -hmm. that he deserves Mm -hmm. he always 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 Mm -hmm. honors that always shows up Mm -hmm. and he always like whatever whatever Mm -hmm. the circumstances he liberates you from Mm -hmm. that because he's he is seeing that you're laying down that part of yourself and he will reward you for that and abraham's sacrifice of his son is actually that is the the template for what gabby just said like abraham was sacrificing something that he didn't think like that was his promise it was hard it hurt Mm -hmm. he didn't think he could do it but god in, in his willingness to give up that like god even in where i am right now like i just can't i feel like i can't mm-hmm. but i'm gonna push through anyway mm-hmm. but god ended up providing a ram in the thicket he provided anyway so and so yeah. and he preserved what it was that mm-hmm. abraham felt like he could not give up so god came he stepped in and he actually created a way where there seemed to be no way mm-hmm. so let that encourage you um Jay had said earlier that we all worship something as humans, every mm-hmm. single one of us. We do. We can't help it. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's how we're made. Because we're made to want to spend our energy adoring, loving, and obsessing over something or someone. The reality is what you spend the most time thinking about doing or giving the most uh, majority of your attention to is what you worship the most. Yeah. And Jay said the verse, um, you can you're either worshiping God or Mammon. Mammon is old word for flesh, just things of the just things of flesh, worldly worldly things. Um, or either worshiping God or something else. And there's no spectrum. Scripture is pretty clear of this black and white distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first verse is Luke four verse eight in the NLT. We already said this. I mentioned it earlier, but it says you must worship the Lord your God and serve only Him. Like. There's no room for debate or, you know, loopholes. It says only him, only worship God. And Romans 1 verse 25, NLT. I'm going to read it first in NLT and then the ESV, American Standard Version. So verse 25 says, They traded the truth of God for a lie, so they worshipped and served the things God created Mm -hmm. instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. That's NLT. Mm -hmm. The ASV says, For that they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. So to kind of like expand on that, when we worship things, give things more of our attention than we give God, instead of worshiping the God of things. So we worship things, giving them more attention than we do God. And we worship that instead of worshiping the God of things, we undergo an exchange. We exchange the truth of God's worthiness for a lie. The lie, be, the lie being that things are more deserving of our attention than him, him being Jesus. The NLT uses the word trade. 
When you trade, you give something that you previously possessed in exchange for something new. No one trades two of the same thing. So when you undergo a trade, both parties give up something so that there isn't one in possession of both mm-hmm. items for trade. Mm-hmm. I think the use of this word indicates that they couldn't have both. Mm-hmm. They are talking about wow. these people in the scripture. They couldn't worship God while also choosing to worship something That's else. That's powerful. That's so that I, I remember reading this and I was like, whoa, my mind is blown, Jesus. Like I was like type, trying to type so fast as the thoughts were like, as it was connecting the dots. And I think that's something very powerful. Um, I kind of spoke very fast, but I hope it made sense. That really you, not only are we all made to worship something, but you can't worship God and something else. There's mm-hmm. not one or the other. That's that just verse, not how we were designed. That's not how we're made. Yeah. And that verse makes it very clear. You undergo a trade every time you worship things rather than the God of things. Things could be anything. Anything God created. You can worship yourself, worship another person, anything. When you worship that instead of God, you're undergoing a trade. And like I said, no one trades to the same thing. And like you can't trade and keep something. Like it's an exchange. And you can't exchange and hold on to the thing you're trying to exchange. You exchange things of God for whatever you're worshiping. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when we worship something else, God abandons us. And I think I need to find that verse again. I, I, I'll try to find it and maybe put it in like something story. in the story. But I read it in the Amplified and it's not, it says God abandons us and lifts his protection off of us. And that's just something like so powerful to me because I feel like if you could understand how much God is protecting you from, that would just really like be something that would motivate you to really introspect and see God am I truly worshiping you like God even when we don't understand or see it God is protecting us from so much when you sin and the things Mm -hmm. of hell and the devil like you don't want to play around with that if God is Mm -hmm. lifting his hand over you you've lost protection when you're exposed to the full brunt of everything oppression this honestly connects to also it's like God why would you allow this to happen to me but it's sometimes it's really just a matter Mm -hmm. of well, God, like I did this to myself. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. So, so, it's so true. true. We're all we're, we can sometimes be so quick to point the finger at God, at, and po- yeah, point the finger at God. But also sometimes it's like people that be like, "Oh, God, just allowed it to happen." As it to take off the onus of yeah. you, your responsibility. I've heard it both ways. Yeah, um, but the reality is anybody but, but yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, you need to like make mm. self awareness and introspection great again for real though, like. Wow. God wants to. Sh- God is challenging everyone listening. He wants to shine a spotlight on your heart, and He wants to reveal things that need to be surrendered. And we use the word sacrifice. Essentially, sacrifice is just letting something do- get go, laying it down, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because true. here's the thing, and that's the thing. Going back to Cain and Abel, if you looked at both things that both Cain and Abel gave as sacrifices, you'd say, "Oh my gosh, Cain's was." you know looks it looked better it was more, more it was nicer or whatever or like mm-hmm. and um abel's didn't look as it wasn't as impressive mm-hmm. to the human eye but the reality is it didn't cost cain anything yeah. it didn't hurt him mm-hmm. that what abel gave was the best of what he had mm-hmm that cost him something so and so it's not just about letting go of or just yeah. like it's not just about laying something what down, you give, it down. but it's something that has significance has significance yeah. to you yeah for sure um i know we spend a lot of time in this podcast talking about worship as a lifestyle but i don't want to yeah. kind of minimize the power of worship as we know it um so god definitely cares about worship as we know it, i.e worship service 
worship services or worship in the context of church and even in our day-to-day lives through music serves a very key purpose. It's an opportunity, like I said, to magnify, meaning enlarge and put on display the greatness and splendor of God. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. It also takes our focus off of our current situations and ultimately minimizes the size of our problems one, while diminishing our innate selfishness and self-seeking ways. Because as humans, we want the attention to be about us. So when we worship, like I said before, it's taking attention off, off of us and onto God. Mm-hmm. Um, an example of the power of worship, the very good example, is Second Samuel verse 12 to 19. No, 12 so, verse 19. Oh, sorry. 2 Samuel chapter 12 verse 19. King David loses his son due to the sin he committed in having an affair and murdering Uriah. After hearing the news of this tremendous loss, like any parent or anyone who's lost someone, but parents who lost a child, especially like in miscarriage or at birth, know it's a huge loss. Mm -hmm. So he hears the news of this tremendous, heartbreaking loss, and he does something remarkable. He worships God. Right in the middle of his grief, David makes a decision to praise and worship God. He understood that God was the author of his life and that no matter the season, God was still good. He knew that if he would just magnify the name of Jesus and his God, his circumstance, his circumstance would begin to seem more bearable and his grief would lift. Um, so you can like I that that verse is just kind of the piece. But if you read the whole chapter, it's more powerful because you kind of see the progression. Like he second Samuel 12, he feels the guilt of his sin then he hears that his wife's child dies. Mm-hmm. Then he's heartbroken. Then he worships. And it's kind of like a 360 after leaving God's presence. He's like, okay, I mean, sorry. <laughs> Not 360, 180. 360 mm-hmm. is back to the same place. It's a 180. He leaves God's presence. He leaves the place of worship. And he's ready, you know, a clearer mind. Um, and then able to take on the things that come in the rest of the chapter. And I think that's such a good example of the power of worship. Because if, like we said, if you're putting all the attention on Jesus... The roar of your circumstance or how big your circumstance or the problems that you know are facing, they mm-hmm. diminish because you, you're singing, if you're singing about God's power, you're reminded of the power he has to save that son or daughter you're praying for. Mm-hmm. Or if you sing of, sing of his healing power, you're encouraged to believe that God is able to heal you in your situation. Um, worship. So this verse kind of emphasizes the big point here is worship brings deliverance. Why? Is because it brings an open shame to the devil because it takes the focus off of him and the turmoil he's trying to cause in your life and places a focus onto the ever faithful God. Mm -hmm. So in summary, I just want everyone to remember that to know God is to worship him. So if you say, you know, God and you have like, you're not (laughs) tapping into the worship we described, I challenge you to reflect. Do you truly know God? And no one that shouldn't be. And worship also is shit. I don't want anyone to forget this as well. It's an open expression. People should be able to, see the way you live and Mm -hmm. see the way that you are in a service format Mm -hmm. and be able to recognize that you are worshiping god Mm -hmm. like it's not a silent thing Mm -hmm. and like going back to what ariel said the sacrifices in the old testament that were the original worship that's all something people can people could see when you're going to worship Mm -hmm. they could see your physical worship Mm -hmm. which is your sacrifice they could see god burning it up like Mm -hmm. it's definitely not something that is like hush hush you know what i mean and it's not something that it's it requires your whole being Mm -hmm. so yes it requires your heart it requires your mind but that also means it requires your body your Mm -hmm. limbs your Mm -hmm. mouth your so when you're in church you need to be doing everything that you can with your body Mm -hmm. to worship god so if you are sitting in the service when you could be standing 
evaluate that because I know we, we'd always hear growing up it's like people who don't have the ability yeah. would want so much yeah. when they are overcome with the love of God and overcome with who he yeah. is and want and come overcome with adoration for God they'd want so much to be able to get up on their feet mm-hmm. and give praise whereas we who are able-bodied and are you know can fully yeah. stand very yeah. easily are just sitting mm-hmm. so just little things like that and if you can say hallelujah say hallelujah if you can lift your hands lift mm-hmm. your hands allow yourself and allow your body to get in tune with the spirit mm-hmm. like your whole being so with, let, with everything i will praise him <laughs> yeah. with everything i will lift him up with my whole being i will worship yeah. god that david says that time he's a he's a great person to look at for an example for worshiping mm-hmm. and so many times in psalms he says with his whole yeah. being yeah. not just one aspect of himself but his whole being he worships. so if you're so failing to do that and we all have points where we don't do that and like mm-hmm. we can introspect and we've all been there still have moments where you're like Definitely. oh i didn't give my best mm-hmm. god forgive me but i'm sorry especially after a pandemic i personally don't want to go into yeah. the building or the house of god mm-hmm. and see people who are just sitting there when they could be standing yeah. who are mm-hmm. silent when they could be vocalizing yeah. how god yeah. how great god is so when they could be singing thanking god I don't need to see that. Yeah. Why? Because God has been too good. Did he no. not wake up this morning? Did he I not mean, do something yeah, for you? But also after a pandemic, yeah. when people are saying, oh my gosh, we miss being in church. We miss being yeah. in church. We miss being in church. Not we miss being in church. Only for us to get into church and you're not doing anything. It's so true. So I just pray that you would reevaluate how you are actually thinking of worship mm-hmm. and Turn to God. Ask God to change your heart. Ask God to change your mind. Ask Give God to make you. Gratitude. Yeah, and ask God to make you a true worshiper. Mm-hmm. We, we've said it multiple times. God actually answers and he honors the good desires of your heart pray Amen. for what you want pray mm-hmm. for the things that align with the word of god he will answer he will give you that mm-hmm. so do not be afraid to ask god for these simple what seems like simple things he honors that and he wants to actually answer that for you that's true as you was talking i was pulling up a quote that i wrote down on my in my not quote I don't know if it's a. I don't know who said. Okay. I don't know if it's a. I don't know. I just have this in my notes. I can't remember if it's something I heard or whatever. But it's very. Regardless, it's powerful, and I really want us to think about this. Like as I'm reading it, like don't let it just go through one ear, but like think about it. Being an idol, so I D O L idol worshiper, and an idol I D L E worshiper are both just as deadly to our spiritual walk. Mm. idolatry fixes our gaze elsewhere until we are no longer moved by god's bidding and idleness keeps us stagnant to the point of death Mm -hmm. so like yes we're talking about idolatry but again this is to all those what jay was just saying essentially talks of the idleness of christians like that is still just as deadly or dangerous to you all with god as idolatry Mm -hmm. is because Mm -hmm. it'll be stagnant stagnant to the point of death Mm-hmm. And then what he was saying, how he said it a b- bunch of times, there's nothing wrong with making requests known and praying. Mm-hmm. You can pray, God, let me be so tuned into you that I have a heightened view of the big and small ways you're working in my daily life. And let this understanding be what motivates me to worship and express true gratitude. I want you to know that we all have been guilty at some point or another of giving God counterfeit worship we may have done or said one thing when our hearts were elsewhere but today can be a new start for you today can be the day you make the conscious decision to place god as priority number one in your life and let go of all the other distractions today can be the day where you seek to get to know more about him so you can live a life of worship 
And if God feels distant today, please actually like stop and take a pause and consider if there have been other things that you've allowed to become idols in your life that have caused him to distance himself from you. Because it's true, like we, we can be like, oh God, you feel so distant and cry and all of this when God is like, just remove some things and I'll come back. It's like, so you know? true. So, true. so truly, if God has felt distant today or this past, or the pandemic or the past few months years whatever take some time to introspect is there anything that you can do what have you traded yeah or exchanged that has caused god to lift his presence lift his protecting hand off of you and start today by dealing with those things and sorting those things out so that god you can feel his presence again and not hinder what he wants to do in your life amen to that i think just i'm just going to read the prayer that ariel kind of created again and so in this moment if you would just close your eyes and you can say this prayer, you can repeat after me, but say it from your heart. I truly think it's it's small, but it's powerful. And if you, it's not about how many words you can pray. Mm-hmm. It's Just really genuine. about your heart behind it and the genuineness behind it. And so let this be a prayer for all of us, but mm-hmm. you can close your eyes and wherever you are, or if you can't close your eyes, just pray it from your heart. God, let me be so tune into you that I have a heightened view of the big and small ways that you are working in my daily life. Let this understanding be what motivates me to worship and express true gratitude to you. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, happy day. Every day is happy day. Oh, happy day. Yes, let's worship. <laughs> Leave from this podcast where you're listening station with a little pep in your step. And just like we we're talking about worship for the lifestyle, but yes, put on some music. And honestly, I'm going to make a playlist. I need to. that you guys have a great day or whenever you're listening to this and we will catch you in the next podcast all right now (laughs) bye